The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. The cultural landscape of old tea forests on the Jingmai Mountain in southwest China's Yunnan province has been inscribed on the UNESCO World Cultural Heritage List, bringing the total number of China's UNESCO World Heritage Sites to 57. The nomination was approved during the 45th session of UNESCO's World Heritage Committee in Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, which aims to update the United Nations prestigious heritage list. Li Chun, head of China's National Cultural Heritage Administration, said that the inclusion highlights the significance of China's position in the birth, planting and trade of tea and the dissemination of tea culture worldwide. The heritage site consists of five old tea forests covering an area of almost 1,200 hectares, nine ancient villages with a population of about 5,000, and three protective partition forests. Some 1,000 years ago, the ancestors of the Blang ethnic group migrated to Jingmai Mountain, where they began domesticating wild tea trees. The landscape effectively integrates vast tea plantations, ancient villages, and diverse ethnic cultures. It's considered a typical example of harmonious coexistence between humans and nature, which also shows local people's wisdom to know, respect, and make use of nature. The tea trees have been cultivated in dense natural forests. The planting method helps prevent pests and diseases, promotes pollination, and provides natural nutrients to the trees, thus continuously producing high-quality organic tea. Su Gorwen, a local villager of the Blang ethnic group, said that their place holds a complete ecosystem, integrating mountain, water, forests, tea trees, as well as many other plants, and various species of animals and insects. It's precious given the fact that many parts of the world are faced with serious ecological losses. The 77-year-old noted that they have never applied any fertilizers or pesticides to the old tea plantations. Tea has played a vital role in local people's lives throughout the centuries. According to Sue, a highly respected member of the Blang community, 
tea leaves were initially used for their medicinal properties. He said that their ancestors encountered serious plagues during migration, and the tea leaves saved them from danger. And then, the leaves gradually became a food source. Sue said that over time, local people began using the tea leaves to trade for farming tools and basic necessities, such as clothing, footwear, sugar, and salt. Adding that they attribute everything they possess to the tea. This is special English. Zhang Linyan, the youngest member of the Chinese women's national football team, is set to join the English Premier League club Tottenham Hotspur on a one-year loan. The announcement came from the Chinese women's Super League team, Wuhan. Jianghan University FC. The 22-year-old striker is slated to head to Britain following the Hangzhou Asian Games. Previously, Zhang played for the Swiss women's Super League team Grasshopper Zurich for nearly a year. During her tenure, she netted 11 goals. In 22 appearances across all competitions, earning herself the Ballon d'Or of the Swiss League. In the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup, Zhang was a starter for all three of China's Group D matches. After the World Cup. She returned to Wuhan Jianghan University FC and continued to play in China's Super League to maintain her competitive edge. You're listening to Special English. China's Wide Field Telescope, which is capable of surveying the entire sky. From the northern hemisphere, has entered operation in northwest China's Qinghai Province. The first image the telescope observed of the Andromeda Galaxy has been released, marking the facility reaching the designed standard for astronomical research. The image is also by far. The largest high-resolution image of the Andromeda Galaxy with the widest view in the world. The telescope took 150 photos with a 30-second exposure to generate the image of the galaxy, which is 2.5 million light years away, measuring 2.5 meters in diameter. The Wide Field Survey Telescope, or WFST for short, is now the largest time-domain survey facility in the Northern Hemisphere. It was jointly developed by the University 
of science and technology of China and the Purple Mountain Observatory under the Chinese Academy of Sciences. The telescope can help scientists monitor astronomical events. Lo Zhang, chief engineer of the observatory's Qinghai Observation Station, said that the telescope can be used for detecting some very faint and distant celestial signals, including those from distant galaxies and galaxy clusters outside the Milky Way. Kong Shu, the project's chief designer at the University of Science and Technology of China, said that the telescope will become the most powerful sky survey telescope in the Northern Hemisphere and will greatly improve China's near-Earth object monitoring and early warning capabilities. In 2022, the telescope was nicknamed after the ancient Chinese philosopher Mo Zi, or Mesius, who is said to be among the first in history to conduct optical experiments. Construction of the telescope project started in July 2019 in Lang Hu Town, which has an average altitude of approximately 4,000 meters. The town is also known as China's Mars Camp due to its eerily eroded desert landscape that resembles the surface of the Red Planet. The Langhu area has the advantages of the plateau region's clear night skies, stable atmospheric conditions, as well as a dry climate and less artificial light pollution, meaning it has the potential to become one of the best sites for stargazing in the Eurasian continent. This is Special English. The 34th Shanghai Tourism Festival has opened and will last until October the 6th, aiming to boost cultural and tourism consumption. A total of 70 tourist attractions in Shanghai, including the Oriental Pearl Tower, Shanghai Wildlife Park and Fengjing Ancient Town, as well as a raft of museums and parks, offered a 50% discount on admission tickets from September the 16th to 22nd. The city's 16 districts have also launched various cultural tourism consumption activities. This year, the festival has set up sub-venues in 12 cities in the Yangtze River Delta and East China, including Suzhou in Jiangsu Province, Taizhou in Zhejiang Province, Huangshan in Anhui Province, Shangrao in Jiangxi Province, 
and Sanming in Fujian Province. Data from the Shanghai Municipal Administration of Culture and Tourism shows that in the first half of this year, Shanghai received more than one hundred and thirty-nine million domestic visitors, generating tourism revenue of more than a hundred and fifty-five billion yuan. Some twenty-one billion U.S. dollars, an increase of more than one hundred percent year on year. The annual Shanghai Tourism Festival was launched in 1990. You're listening to Special English. FIFA, football's international governing body, has announced the nominees. For 2023's Best FIFA Football Awards, with voting now open to fans until October the sixth, votes can be cast in seven categories, including Best Women's Player, Best Men's Player, Best Women's Coach, Best Men's Coach, and Best Women's Goalkeeper. World Cup finalists Spain and England each have four players on the 16-person shortlist of best women's player. Serena Wiegmann, who led the Lionesses to a second-place finish, is up for the women's coaching award. On the men's side, the English Premier League's treble-winning squad, Manchester City. Have six players featured in the twelve-person shortlist of best men's player, while City manager Pep Guardiola is nominated for best men's coach. Meanwhile, megastars including Argentina's Lionel Messi and France's Kylian Mbappe, who contested each other. In the men's World Cup final last year, are also on the list. World Cup winner Messi and Spain's Alexia Puteas are the current holders of the men's and women's top player awards. The women's goalkeeper award has seven candidates, and the corresponding men's category has five. This is special English. A water system from more than three thousand six hundred years ago has been discovered in central China's Henan Province. This find will improve people's understanding of the city layout back then. Three ditch sections were found. In the ruins of a city from the Shang Dynasty in Zhangzhou, the capital of Henan Province, together these sections form the largest water system from the early period of the Shang Dynasty to be discovered thus far, according to local archaeologists. One of the sections was built on a natural river channel. While the remaining two were entirely artificial, about five hundred and forty meters of ditches were unearthed, 
with a width of about twelve meters at the widest point and a depth of some four meters at its deepest point. Based on the study of spatial positions and cultural relics recovered from the ditches, archaeologists believe that these ditches had been interconnected and belonged to a large water system, which demonstrated the grandeur of a Shang capital. That is according to Yang Wensheng, vice director of the Henan Provincial Institute of Cultural Heritage and Archaeology. The ruins of the city covered about 25 square kilometers, and it is believed to be a former Shang capital built by Emperor Tang, the first emperor of the Shang dynasty. In one of the ditch sections, archaeologists found artificial open channels and stone facilities for water diversion, indicating that in the early Shang dynasty there had already been complex functional design of the water system. The ditches were connected with ponds and gardens in the northern parts of the city, which means that water in the system supplied not only production and life in the city, but was also used for the landscaping of the city. Yang Shugang of the Henan Provincial Institute of Cultural Heritage and Archaeology said the discovery of this water system had enhanced people's understanding of the layout of the ancient city, which is of significance for the in-depth study of city planning and functional zones division in the early Shang Dynasty capital. You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. The cultural landscape of old tea forests on the Jingmai Mountain in southwest China's Yunnan province has been inscribed on the UNESCO World Cultural Heritage List, bringing the total number of China's UNESCO World Heritage Sites to 57. The nomination was approved during the 45th session of UNESCO's World Heritage Committee in Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, which aims to update the United Nations prestigious heritage list. Li Chun, head of China's National Cultural Heritage Administration, said that the inclusion highlights the significance of China's position in the birth, planting and trade of tea and the dissemination of tea culture worldwide. The heritage site consists of five old tea forests covering an area of nearly 1,200 hectares, nine ancient villages with a population of about 5,000, and three protective partition forests. Some 1,000 years ago, the ancestors of the Blang ethnic group migrated to Jingmai Mountain, where they began domesticating wild tea trees. The landscape effectively integrates vast tea plantations, ancient villages, and diverse ethnic cultures. It's considered a typical example of harmonious coexistence between humans and nature, which also demonstrates local people's wisdom to know, respect and make use of nature. 
the tea trees have been cultivated in dense natural forests. The planting method helps prevent pests and diseases, promotes pollination and provides natural nutrients to the trees, thus continuously producing high-quality organic tea. Sugor Wen, a local villager of the Blang ethnic group, said that their place holds a complete ecosystem, integrating mountain, water, forests, tea trees, as well as many other plants and various species of animals and insects. It's precious, given the fact that many parts of the world are faced with serious ecological losses. The 77-year-old noted that they have never applied any fertilizers or pesticides to the old tea plantations. Tea has played a vital role in local people's lives throughout the centuries. According to Sue, a highly respected member of the Blan community, tea leaves were initially used for their medicinal properties. He said that their ancestors encountered serious plagues during migration, and it was the tea leaves that saved them from danger. And then the leaves gradually became a food source. Sue said that over time, local people began using the tea leaves to trade for farming tools and basic necessities, such as clothing, footwear, sugar and salt, adding that they attribute everything they possess to the tea. You're listening to Special English. China's Widefield Telescope, which is capable of surveying the entire sky from the Northern Hemisphere, has entered operation in northwest China's Qinghai province. The first image the telescope observed of the Andromeda Galaxy has been released, marking the facility reaching the designated standard for astronomical research. The image is also by far the largest high-resolution image of the Andromeda Galaxy, with the widest view in the world. The telescope took 150 photos, with a 30-second exposure, to generate the image of the galaxy, which is 2.5 million light-years away. Measuring 2.5 meters in diameter, the Wide Field Survey Telescope, or WFST for short, is now the largest time-domain survey facility in the Northern Hemisphere. It was jointly developed by the University of Science and Technology of China and the Purple Mountain Observatory under the Chinese Academy of Sciences. The telescope can help scientists monitor astronomical events. Lo Zheng, chief engineer of the observatory's Qinghai Observation Station, said that the telescope can be used for detecting some very faint and distant celestial signals, including those from distant galaxies and galaxy clusters outside the Milky Way. Kong Shu, the project's chief designer at the University of Science and Technology of China, said that the telescope will become the most powerful sky survey telescope in the Northern Hemisphere and will greatly improve China's near-Earth object monitoring and early warning capabilities. In 2022, the telescope was nicknamed after the ancient Chinese philosopher Mo Zi, or Mesius, who is said to be among the first in history to conduct optical experiments. Construction of the telescope project started in July 2019 in Langhu Town, which has an average altitude of approximately 4,000 metres. The town is also known as China's Mars Camp, due to its eerily eroded desert landscape that resembles the surface of the Red Planet. The Lunghu area has the advantages of the plateau region's clear night skies, stable atmospheric conditions, as well as a dry climate and less artificial light pollution, meaning it has the potential to become one of the best sites for stargazing in the Eurasian continent. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English 
at a slower pace. You've been listening to programs from CGTN Radio. CGTN Radio. We invite you to visit us online for more audio, pictures, and in-depth reports. At radio.cgtn.com, you can access a wide range of programs and find your favorite news, talk, features, entertainment shows, and podcasts. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio.